0: Welcome to the I Am In podcast. This semester, the Boise Nampa Institute will interview members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We will hear stories from their personal lives, examples of how the gospel of Jesus Christ has blessed them. We hope you will join us each week to strengthen your faith in the Savior and gain hope for the future. Hey, this is Michelle Burke, and I am here with four wonderful young adults, and today's topic is dating. We're going to go around the table. I want you to tell me your name and just some fun one-liner about yourself before we start.
1: Hi, I'm Becca, and my favorite color is orange. I'm pretty sure it's superior to all other colors.
2: I'm Andra, and I've never had a brain freeze.
3: My name is Hayden,
4: and I grew up in a small farming town. My name is Brock, and I am a whitewater kayaker
0: all fun things. I love these guys. Okay. We are having a little dating podcast because one of the classes taught at Institute is about dating. And the biggest part of the class is the questions that come at the end. And there's so many people who, who really don't know why, why date? What is a date and how do how does that lead to anything? and, And what's the purpose and how often do we have to do it? So We are gonna go down the questions today that most students ask during this class. And with my four professionals here, we're gonna answer those together. (laughs) Okay, let's start with who wants to define a date?
3: Um, I can do that. So in this dating and relationships class, a date is defined as a place, like what you're gonna do. Um, who's picking up who, who's paying. There's a specific day and time that when the date is happening and usually when the question's being asked, the word date is involved, so then there's no confusion.
0: Okay, so give us an example.
3: Um, it, for example, I asked Andra out on a date. We went, I said Wednesday, I would pick her up at 7.45 and we would go to Haunted World and then I would pay for her to go.
0: Okay, so in the invitation, Date, time, clarity of who's paying is all cleared up. Yes. Perfect. Okay, what is the purpose of dating? Who wants to attack that one? I think the answer is pretty simple. The purpose of
2: dating is to find your eternal companion. Yeah,
0: because if you don't date, you don't marry. That's really what it comes down to. And a lot of people are scared to date, but really dating, the journey of dating is so fun. It's how you get to know people. It's how you collect friends. Um, and it shouldn't be something you're afraid of. It should actually be exciting to find out how many amazing people are out there. Let's talk about the job of who's supposed to ask
1: on a date. Oh, I'll take this. Okay. Anybody can ask out anybody. We are not wearing aprons in the kitchens, lady. I mean, if you are, that's great, but like, you can ask <laughs> out a guy and a guy can ask out a girl. I think I've I've been asked out and I've asked out plenty of guys and there should be no rule. Yeah, there
0: isn't a rule. That's the nice part. If you want to get to know someone, ask them to do something. It's that simple. And and then enjoy the experience. Pick something you like to do so that you're comfortable and have fun doing it. Any other thoughts on that?
3: I think, like I said, it' great. We're not in the 1950s. Anybody can ask anybody out.
0: Okay, perfect. All right, how do you like to be asked on a date? How about you, Brock? How do you like to be asked by someone? Like, Meaning, do you want them to ask you in person? Do you want a phone call? Do you want a text? What do you want?
4: My personal preference um, is to really ask someone in person. Um, I think that uh, connection of uh, getting to know someone um, and having that initial conversation of um, like, hey, how are you doing? Uh, Like, what's your name? Kind of asking those simple uh, questions first off. And then being able to um, ask him out like uh, very casually. It doesn't have to be a huge, stressful conversation of uh, just uh, something you want to do that week, um, some um, somewhere you want to be, and uh, do that. But I think as well, it could be a phone call. Uh, I've, I've done that as well, um, or, or over text. And uh, I think it's just getting the courage to be able to ask someone.
1: Mm-hmm
0: yeah what do you guys think
2: I think for me it all plays back to the effort that's put behind it like I am fine with with a text a call in person whatever as long as it goes back to that first question of you're actually asking me on a date you have something planned and it's not just a hey do you want to hang out sometime because no matter how you ask me that I'm going to perceive it the wrong way so
1: yeah I'm with Andra just ask mm-hmm. I don't care how you do it just ask
3: And I agree with Brock. I I like the progression. If I can ask out in person, I always do ask out in person. But if I can't, then I'll make a phone call. And if they can't take a phone call, then I send a text. Like, it's, it's really however I can get a hold of the person to be able to get to know them better.
0: But it's nice if you've had a face to face interaction, right? So that you don't get a random text from someone you mm-hmm. don't know. That's yeah. weird.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But,
0: <laughs> but if you've met them at class or at work or at oh, yeah. school or at church, and you you have a relationship where you've you've spoken to each other, it makes asking in another way so much easier. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Definitely. One from
2: personal experience, I've had people like call me out of the blue that I, I never gave them my phone number. They got my phone number from somebody else. But we had met in person before. We have mutual friends. We have a mutual institute instructor. And because of that reason and because I already knew them in person, it wasn't weird that they called me out of the blue. with, and It wasn't weird that they got my phone number from somebody else. I thought it was like, oh, they put the effort into getting my phone number to yeah, call me, to ask me.
0: Which is day. flattering because mm-hmm. they're seeking out because they have a desire to spend time with you. Mm-hmm. If there was a little bit of getting to know you prior exactly. to the phone call. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay, great. All good thoughts. Um, let's talk about how often young adults should date.
3: As often as possible. <laughs> I mean, we talked about, um, I'll, I'll put this into perspective. Andrew and I went on a date, I think every week for like a month, multiple, multiple, multiple dates, dates <laughs> even. I mean, it was, but that was, we, we were able to fit that into our schedule to be able to have that, to build that relationship. Um, I remember before I started dating Andra that there was, I would go maybe a month without going on a date just because I didn't have time to, but then the next month I'd go on a date every week. So really it's however often you can.
0: Yeah, because again, if, if you're not in a relationship and you haven't been dating anyone, you're not gonna marry anyone. No. Yeah. <laughs> so if you don't start dating, if you don't make that a priority, then the problem there is that's the road you're on. You're on the road, a pretty lonely road. But if you have the courage to start, just start and make it a regular habit. Just, you know what? My goal is a date every week. I'm just going to ask someone new, try something new. I think the biggest thing is, I think it was you, Sister Burke, that brought it up at the
2: beginning um, of the podcast. But the biggest thing is if you ask somebody on a date, do something that you want to do because then it's fun. Or is that you, Becca? I mm-hmm. don't remember. But... Um, Because sometimes you might think that life is too busy and I don't have time to go on dates, but what are you doing in your free time? If you're just sitting and watching TV, then, like, cool, pick a movie and ask somebody to come make pizzas and watch a movie with you. You can make anything that you're doing throughout the week a date if you really want to, and so you can fit dating into your life.
0: You really can. Uh, And Sundays are so fun. I mean, everybody eats, right? So if you have an apartment that is willing to make something hot before you go to church and everyone invites someone to come home to eat, like start with a group date. Start with something where everybody is hungry on a Sunday and to sit around a table and have a family style meal, that's fantastic. Game nights are always fun.
3: (laughs) And I like the group date idea. I think most of my first dates were group dates because they're just, it's easier and it's and personally for me, they were a lot more fun because it's a more relaxed environment. And so it helped me get on more dates if I did it as a group date, as a first date.
0: Yeah, because you can be more yourself. Mm
3: -hmm, Let's actually
0: talk about that. What's it like to date someone that you can tell is not just being themselves? How do you break them out of that shell in a date?
3: Mm.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, one thing that I noticed... Because I think I used to be that way when I was younger in dating. And when I realized if I was authentically myself, other people are more will, like more likely to be themselves, I think. So, like, when I'm in the car, if there's music, I'm probably going to dance to it, even if I'm on a first date. And I'm probably going to grab the water bottle and the console and sing karaoke style. And that's not other people's thing, and that's okay, but that's who I am. And I've noticed the more I'm just authentically Becca, the more willing the other person is to be themselves. And I, if I notice they're really nervous, I'll be like, hey, no need to be, no need to be nervous. It's okay. Like, I'll call them on it, but that's just me.
2: I agree with Becca. I, like, I definitely was the same way when, like, I was, like, in high school and started dating and even, like, first of college. But then, like, I came to the realization that if I'm not authentically myself at the beginning, then if this progresses into something more they're not dating the person who they thought they're dating because I wasn't being myself. And so if I want it to progress to something more, I need to be myself so that I can be myself through that whole relationship.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: I think there's also a difference between like someone not being themselves and someone just being in a little bit of a shell. Cause like I know somebody that they haven't been able to go on a lot of dates because at first they're a little bit reserved because they are a very private person and that's taken as, Oh, they're not being themselves. No, they are. They're just, it takes a little bit to get them to break through that shell so that they can authentically be themselves. And so at sometimes I also think that there's a little bit of patience that's involved in this to make it so then you actually can get to know that person and find that authentic them.
0: Yeah, and a lot of that comes from removing judgment. I, right? I agree, There's yeah. way too much judgment in dating. President Nelson last May in the Young Adult Devotional talked about how, as a prophet, his biggest thing to teach is death, the resurrection, and judgment. Christ is the one who handles all of those things. He's overcome death because of resurrection, and he's the one that will judge in the end, and so we don't have to. So in a date scenario, if you truly believe that doctrine, it's not our place to judge. Our only place is to love. And so on a date situation, the fun part is, I know that Jesus loves this person. I can't wait to find out why. So be the one who asks the questions. Tell me where you're from. Tell me what you like to do. Tell me about your family connection. Like, When you ask questions on a date you're finding out about someone and that is awesome it's so great to collect friends
3: I agree and on that same note reciprocate the questions because I've been on lots of dates where I ask a question and they answer and then it's just awkward silence afterwards (laughs) so be curious about the other people don't just let them be curious about you
0: and it's also okay to share your answer without the question Mm -hmm. right That is also true teach a conversation of back and forth yeah I, I just look back because I'm just a few years ahead of you for But I, <laughs> I think of the people that I dated and what I saw in that moment, and now looking at what they've become. And it's such a privilege to have known them all these years. Um, so the people you date are going to become Steve Jobs. They're going to become a surgeon. They're going to become a fantastic entrepreneur. And when you see them in their little 20s, <laughs> you don't know the 80 years ahead of them and what they're going to do to the world. You know, so the one you're sitting across the table from, that you're like, oh, I don't really like his shirt, I'm not going to give him a second date. When you make this quick decision, you're missing out on the guy who's about to sell an app for $10 million and <laughs> has a whole different life the next week. And so when we're too quick to judge on clothing, on hairstyle, on cars, just whatever, it always happens on a date, you miss out on what's really inside that person. Mm-hmm. So, True. yeah, keeping that perspective is helpful. I think, sorry, this is
2: going to kind of go off topic, but you, everything you just said reminded me of it, that I feel like so much of dating, we put so much pressure on it mm-hmm. of like, first date, okay, is this going to be my husband? No, like, just go on a date, enjoy it, have fun, get to know the other person, because like you said, so many people that I've gone on dates with are now just like my really good friends or just acquaintances that now I know and I follow on Facebook and it's fun, And I think that if you take that pressure off and you just go into the date saying, this is going to be a fun time, it's a fun night, it's a Friday night, we're going out to the movies, I want to see this movie, and get to know this other person. And just kind of leave it at that. It makes dating so much more
0: enjoyable. Yeah, be in the moment. Mm -hmm. Be in the moment. Enjoy the activity. Don't be afraid to try something new. I remember someone asking me to go on a bike ride in Provo, and I really liked him, but I, number one, didn't have a bike, and I envisioned, like, mountain biking down the mountain (laughs) and in his mind it was just go on the path along the river but I was like I can't do I can't keep up and so it was a no and I had totally told myself my own story that didn't make any sense and so don't put your description onto an invitation just be in the moment take it as it is and enjoy it
1: I think one thing I've been practicing is not making any assumptions or jumping to any conclusions and I think that makes dating so much more fun too right after that first date instead of thinking like oh my gosh, we can't get married because, it's like, wait a second, I don't even know this guy's last name. Like, I only know what his Facebook profile says. You know, like, yeah. all the things that sometimes we jump to conclusions about, and then dating becomes fun because it's just one day at a time, right? It's like, oh, I don't actually know that. And instead of making up some story in my head or finishing the sentence without asking, I'm just going to keep going out with them and seeing, seeing what happens.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about the saying no to a date because there are times when you don't want to go. How do you politely decline a date invitation?
2: It's, I feel like it's, it is awkward because I feel like in our society that's not really a thing that you do. You're kind of like, people might not like label you as a mean person, but I definitely would label myself as a mean person for doing that, which is crazy. And you shouldn't do that because it's just a plain fact. You're not going to want to go on a date with everybody that asks you everybody that you ask is not going to want to go on a date with you either and so I feel like as long as you literally just decline in a polite way it's okay and um, I feel like it's kind of up to your own discretion I if I if the person is nice and I can see that their intentions are good I normally always I always say yes to a first date that's my personal preference but I also think it's totally okay that if it's their first date and they're asking you out and you just know that you just don't want to go on a date with them, it's okay to say, thank you so much for asking me. I really appreciate it. I'm flattered. But at this time, I'm, I would rather not. Thank you though. Like, or can we hang out as friends? Or like, as long as you specifically put in there, no, or like, no, thank you. Or just like we said, decline in a polite way. You're fine.
0: Yeah, It takes a lot of courage to ask on a date, so I love your answer of you can always go on one date, which you really can, but there are times when you do have to have honesty, and when you add kindness to the honesty, it just lays the the line of this is as far as I'm willing to go in this relationship, but it, it should always be done with kindness, right, and honesty, it makes all the difference.
3: Yeah, something that's taught in the communication relationships classes to view dating like the Savior would view dating, and the Savior does everything with kindness. And so even when asking out and or declining, it's always with kindness and with the best intentions in mind.
0: Really, if everyone could bring the Savior into all things dating. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> right? He would love to spend an evening with each one of us one-on-one. He really would. He would love to to find out how you're really doing, and he'd genuinely be listening and caring. And, and he would love every minute of it to get that chance to spend time with you. So adding him to every aspect of dating, and being courteous and kind and polite and truthful and interested, all of those things make for a great night no matter who you're with.
1: Any other thoughts on that? I think today we had a state conference, and our state president invited us to be compassionately curious. And I think that changes dating, too. Mm-hmm. Like when you just want to know somebody know their story, that changes dating. It becomes more of a journey instead of a checklist.
0: I had one student who said, everyone I ask says no, which broke my heart. But at the same time, I thought, well, every time they say no, you're one step closer to finding the right person that you're going to spend your life with. If they don't want to spend time with you, now you can check them off (laughs) and you move forward. And there is a lot of good about that if you can get past the emotional part that you tie it to. Uh But you really, it's a treasure hunt to meet people until you find someone that you actually want to spend a second date with, and then a third, and then a fourth, and then 10, and then 20, and then you want to have triplets. Like, that's just how it goes. (laughs) It's just that like
2: classic saying that you are going to get a billion no's, it just takes that one yes, Mm -hmm. because you're only going to get, even if you go on 15 dates, eventually there's going to be a no, and so it takes the one person
0: to just never say no. For sure. Okay, Brock, this one's for you. How many dates does it take to really get to know someone? Like, when do they break down their guard?
4: I think it depends on the person. Um, for me, like when I'm, when I'm dating someone, um, that first date might be super awkward. It might be super good. You might feel, uh, like that compatibility is there. Um, but maybe things just don't work out. Um, so I think it definitely depends on the person of, um, spending time with them. Um, having good intentions of getting to know them, asking questions, um, if they're, um, really into reciprocating those questions and getting to know you. Um, I think that um, they're they're more likely to break down those walls or break down those barriers of um, maybe that shy or that um, awkward kind of phase of uh, dating and uh, when that happens it's it's a lot more natural and a lot more easier to communicate with them.
0: Yeah so, so good because it, it's hard to put people at ease Totally. But once they're at ease, then you really start to have a good time. I feel
2: like like going off what you said, it, it definitely does just depend on the person. And I feel like it also depends on how long you're willing to wait for that person. If you know them and you are really interested and you want to start a relationship or go on dates or do anything, if you're willing to wait 10 dates, then it's going to take 10 dates. Um, but for some people, it might not. For some people, it might. It's just you have to decide what you're willing to wait for.
0: I had a friend in high school whose mom was pretty, um, beat down on him quite a bit emotionally. Just, you're not good enough, you're, you're not smart enough. He was a straight A student, he was brilliant, but his shoulders slumped and he could just tell that there was not a lot of confidence there. And I remember when we got to BYU and he started to date, he found a girl that thought he was absolutely awesome, which was completely different than what he grew up with and to watch him physically stand up straight, to watch him smile, to watch him become what he's always meant to be, um, I was astonished at the, dif- at the difference. And they married, and just, he's amazing now and, and has become a professor, and I look back at that and think, who you date makes all the difference. Who you choose turns you into a success or a failure. They can be supportive and building and, and make you better than you ever thought you could be, or they can tear you right down into something that you never knew you'd go to. So being that person on the date, looking for the good, you know, building them up is so much better than, I had this, this night was awful, I never want to repeat this again. <laughs> but it really does change everything. No, Why do people have to push so hard to define a relationship? Let's talk about that. Why not just date and enjoy different people and have fun? Why always like, are, is this a relationship? Because this is date number two.
3: <laughs> I know for me personally it was because I don't I don't like the unknown and so it was just easier for me to just be like so what's going on or like just be able to express my feelings so at the beginning of, of a relationship I, I was I would say hey I enjoy going on dates with you do you want to continue going on dates with me and that was a conversation that we had
0: how, how after how many dates did you have that
3: conversation? Uh, three or four maybe but it was, it was one of those where we were talking all the time, we'd been on a few dates, and up until that point, I mean, it was just, I was just curious.
2: I feel like Hayden made a, like a, a different twist on this question, which is a good thing to bring up. I feel like there's a difference between defining their relationship versus just defining like, how you're feeling. That's I feel fair. like it's really awesome, and it's, it's actually a great thing to discuss. Like, hey, I really like you, and I want to continue going on dates. How do you feel? Because that doesn't mean, it doesn't mean um, I want to marry you right now. We're going to date where it just means I'm enjoying this. Let's continue it. Um, and then it also gives the other person the opportunity to say, you know what? Like, I think we're better as friends. And I think that that's a really good thing because you don't have that awkward, like, what is this? Like Hayden was saying, that stresses everybody out. And then it makes you like, do I say yes to a second date? If I say yes, does he think I'm going to want to date? Like,
0: then you're overthinking. Exactly.
2: Again. When if you can just have a conversation, it's good. What I think the difference is, is if you on your second date are asking, okay, are we boyfriend and girlfriend? That is a little bit different. And I definitely feel like those type of questions are just because of culture and the culture in Idaho, in the church and everything that you get married in two months kind of a thing. And some people are really looking for that and some people are not. Um, And so I think it just depends on each relationship, like when those questions should be brought up. Um, I just think the best thing to go with is just, express how you're feeling you don't necessarily have to define what the relationship is just express how you're feeling in the
0: relationship and it can be as simple as did you have a good time tonight Mm -hmm. like uh, just a straightforward question and an honest answer would be nice yes (laughs) right interesting okay how many dates do you think someone should go on before they're exclusively dating just that one person because you can say, did you have fun tonight? Yes. And I'm going to have fun tomorrow when I go on my other date with this other person. <laughs> but yeah. but well, what point do you feel like it becomes obvious that exclusive dating then becomes where the relationship is heading?
2: I feel like it's when you don't want to go on dates with anybody else. So it depends. It can be, Hayden and I, it was like 15 dates. <laughs> For some people, it's two dates. And then you do want to be exclusive. I feel like it's just all up to personal preference and what you feel in a relationship. And so if you are just truly like, I, I had a date tomorrow, but I really don't want to go anymore. I only want to date this person. And that's when you can have that honest and truthful conversation with them.
0: Good. What would you add to that?
4: Um, I think it just becomes natural. I think when I'm, when I'm dating someone, I, I like see, um, like it just becoming more and more like easier to talk to. Like that person's someone I want to spend more time with and more. Uh, connected to, I think that's when um, I really want to pursue, like, a more serious relationship with that person. But I think it really does depend on the person, um, depends on the relationship. Um, I don't think, like, everybody, um, I know a couple people who um, has been married within the last couple of months, and it was very quick for them, or Um, they, they took a year or two years or three years to kind of figure that, that time out. And I think that's a total understandable uh, way to go is to date until you're comfortable date until you feel like that's a natural, um, part of you. And I think everybody has troubles. Everybody has like, um, problems, um, like every relationship is not perfect and it's not meant to be perfect, but I think like working through those. And being able to understand each other and what will better the other person and yourself. And really reflecting on yourself and saying, what can I do to better myself in this relationship? Um, That's kind of where I would go with it. Mm -hmm. It was just saying, um, when you're ready and when you feel ready.
0: So good. Because you get to a place where you do start asking, like when you're exclusively dating, you start asking themselves, can I see myself married to this person? Right. And you start going through all the thoughts. Um, one conversation we had was, okay, if you keep on this route of dating, is this a person that will watch over the kiddos while you're at work? Like, can you, can you envision them running the home and trusting them with scripture study and prayer before they could put the kids to bed? And, And can you see yourself handling the kids if she gets called into a big calling? And can you, you know, like, so starting to go with some of those scenarios, like, can I envision this being real? And that, in the middle of of a dating experience when you're exclusive, really helps solidify, we're on the same page, this could be wonderful, I really love where this is going. And when that feels right, it does progress right into a true relationship that could last forever. If, If you have the red flags though, some of the answers to those questions are, I don't think this could happen. It's hard to back up. Have you ever been in a situation where you've had to back up in a relationship and realize this is not headed where I want it to go?
1: Yeah, I have. (laughs) And I think it just goes back to communication, right? Like when things come up, um, like I thank them for being honest, and then it often means like I'm not sure if I want to keep going out with you or um, like I think it just comes down to how they – where you see it going and then sometimes that means like let's slow things down and see how it affects the future but often and and every case where I felt like oh I didn't know this at the beginning I wish I would have known this before I was dating you I don't know if I want to date you anymore and it just came down to like a pretty honest conversation about what I expected from my future and like who I wanted to be doing eternity with.
2: I feel like there's two big things like with this Like, the first is that you have to have, like, your Mm non-negotiables. Because, like Brock said, nobody's going to be perfect. No relationship is going to be perfect. So there's going to be things about the other person that maybe are not exactly what you want. But are they things that you can work with? Or are they non-negotiables that if you don't have this or if you don't believe this way, we can't date? Um, And then the other thing is that you have to look at what is actually present. You can't romanticize the relationship. You can't romanticize the person. Because you can think, oh, like, they're going to be a doctor, they're going to be great, but right now their work ethic sucks, or they don't care about you, or they, you have to look at the here and now. Because if they don't have something here and now, it's not a guarantee that they're going to have it 10 years down the road. And so if that is something that you want in a relationship, they need to have it now.
0: I like I say don't romanticize because there's a difference in seeing potential mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and romanticizing and, and assuming that they'll change into some whore, you know totally different person that you expect than what you see in front of you. Mm-hmm. A lot of that comes from asking questions. Yes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The more questions you ask the better and they are you should ask all the questions. That's what dating is for. Dating is to get to know each other and if you don't ask all the questions, you're not going to have the answers. Mm-hmm.
3: No, I think, I, I, I think that's awesome. I was going to go off of something that Andrew had said about the non-negotiables is when I first started dating, like after my mission, my dad always told me that dating is the one time that we are allowed to be selfish and put like our non-negotiables first and be like, no, this is what I expect and this is what I want. And you find those things mm-hmm. through the questions to be able to get to that point.
0: Yeah, and, and I would also say don't romanticize the family they come from. Mm-hmm. Some of my dearest friends who came from divorced families are the strongest parents I've ever seen because they're they're giving their kids what they didn't get growing up, and a lot of people checked them off like oh I don't I don't want someone who comes from a divorced family that has nothing to do with the individual, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so don't judge the person you're dating by their family, see them for who they are, because they have the potential to be absolutely awesome regardless of the circumstances they came from. Um, but you do you do want to meet the family. You do want to see all the sides, and that's, that's part of it, too. But that's not the end-all, either. People grow into some amazing things. Okay, let's talk about the fun things. What about um, examples of dates here in our Treasure Valley that you have enjoyed or someone has taken you on or that you've planned? Let's give some suggestions for great dates.
2: One of the funnest dates that I've been on um, that's also like one of the cheapest dates that I've been on. So because I know that a lot of us listening are uh, broke college kids, <laughs> is just like go get some chalk and go to a park and and chalk the sidewalk. Like just do chalk art and it's super fun. You can do one together. You can do one separately. You can both pick a picture and separately do it and see who's turned out better. Um, it's nice because you can sit in silence and do something, or you can talk the entire time. It gives you something to talk about. Um, and then if you want like a little bit more of like a spendy date, (laughs) um, the opposite side is like an escape room, which is super fun to do with a group and group dates are awesome, especially as your first dates. And, um, or yeah, there's so many things to do around here. Go on Groupon. There's a ton of Groupon stuff and then you can get super fun dates for super cheap. I love it. Let's
0: each give some examples. What are your favorite dates
4: around here? Um, I've had a couple different experiences. Um, I've done everything from painting rocks with the sunset um, to, I think, a perfect time of the year is uh, this Christmas time, just to go look at lights, uh, carve pumpkins, kind of get in the, uh, like, I guess just the habit of uh, going on dates with Uh, celebrating the holidays. Um, Some other ones I've been able to do, um, I'm not really the biggest fan of like movie dates just because there's no talking, there's no getting to know people. Um, But I think um, walks are always a good way to communicate and to um, do something very simple, very basic, but also an effective way to get to know somebody. Um, And then there's also really cool ideas like Um, there's, uh, places where you can go pick flowers and then you go pick a jar of flowers and then that's kind of your date and it's very cute and romantic and (laughs) you do, you know, whatever you want with that. But, um, I think there's, there's just so many cool opportunities, whether it's getting involved with the school that you're around or, um, being as simple as going on walks or a hike or being very recreational, um, all the way to, Uh, painting rocks or painting or um, I know Janet Erickson or Sister Erickson was able to give me a great idea of go paint uh, downtown Boise and that was um, just such a great idea just because it's so basic very cheap Um, you go to Walmart and buy just some paint and it's just so basic so easy yeah paint. Some of my favorite dates uh, rock or
3: rock excuse me touched on them. Uh I love going on walks. I love going on hikes. Being active is something that I really really enjoy. Um here in Boise there's the green belt that stretches for miles literally. And you can um, bike you and rollerblade and yeah. hike and
4: run. <laughs> there's so many
3: things um to do on on the green belt. Um one of my favorite dates um we went to the dollar store and bought coloring books and um like crayons so the date literally cost four dollars no i think it was three dollars because we only bought one box of crayons and then there's a a nice lookout in boise and so we drove up to the lookout sat in the back of the car and colored in the coloring books and talked so i mean there's there's a lot of really cheap options i remember one um kind of a fun date that i did i worked for my aunt and uncle at a pizza place and so i was able to get permission to go after hours to make pizza with a group of people so i mean if you have those kinds of privileges like use them because they're really fun dates so
1: awesome um I also the green belt I love a bike ride um and you can do those the winter gets a little cold but even in the fall and spring a bike ride's super fun and then I love to dance and there are lots of really fun places to go dancing and just that's normally pretty cheap um so that's been fun also just like cooking dinner I love to cook so having someone come to my house and or I can go to their house and just cooking in the kitchen. Normally I'll delegate the onion. (laughs) But in general, just cooking and spending time together. Going to, there's like lots of outside music events in the summer and spring in Boise. Mm -hmm. Just going to like live music and just taking like a blanket. Um, Live music is easier to talk through because it's not like a movie where if you're talking, people are gonna be mad. It's just everyone's outside kind of doing their picnic or whatever. I've gone on a fun, a few really fun picnics. There's so many parks. yeah. The options are really endless and there's so many things you can do that are nearly cheap. Like I have to eat dinner, whether or not you're here or not, so might as well come, you know Yeah. Everybody eats, it's the one thing we have in common. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you can't go wrong
0: by including food on the day. Come for breakfast or let's go to dinner, let's make lunch, like any of those mm-hmm. are always options. It's just like church, more people are willing to show up if you include food. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Well and you never go wrong being out in God's great creations mm-hmm. and Idaho has all those things, floating the river, uh, anytime you hike the foothills, even driving up to Bogus is a fun drive and, and a great experience up there any time of the year, winter, spring, summer, fall, and so just look outside for inspiration, and you'll find it. It can be as simple as even taking a date to rake up Boise, and a service date is. I awesome. I
3: was gonna mention that I went on a service date with Andrew, and it was a great date. We
0: went to the cannery. <laughs> yes,
3: it was a great date, though. It I mean, was. We got to. We, we
0: went to sushi before, but. <laughs>
3: so we went to dinner, and then we went, we went and gave some service, and it ended up being like a fantastic date. Mm-hmm. Like. Well,
0: you see a whole different side. Oh yeah. One when you're serving than if you're just trying to entertain, mm-hmm. right? You see what they're really like in front of other people. Well, Um, and let's be
2: honest. Like as great as service is, sometimes it's not the most fun like thing ever. And so to see somebody in that aspect too, where they might not necessarily want to be doing the thing that they're doing, or it's not the most fun activity ever, it is nice to see people in that light as well.
0: Yeah, and you do want to see them in all the realms. Don't marry someone if you've never seen them angry. I would highly suggest you wait till you figure that out, (laughs) (laughs) because you want to know how they recover from all the emotions. And what that looks like, that's just a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay, parting advice. We're gonna go around the circle. If you could tell young adults uh, your greatest bit of advice for a healthy, healthy and happy dating experience, what would it be?
4: I think just being confident. Um, for me, um, one of the things that really has helped me um, in my in my past, in my present probably my future will be yeah just having the confidence to um, date to ask people to date um, to not be afraid to get to know the people who you're around Um, one of the greatest things that i've been able to experience is uh, dating within the institute i think there's a lot of um, great uh, people who are in the area who have the same values as i do um, and kind of uh, what i am wanting is is just through the institute or through the church and um just different areas of my life that I found similarities in and uh I'd say some of the advice I would have is just have the courage to be yourself to uh, do things for yourself if it's not working out have that courage to be able to say no and to go a different route because eventually there will be uh, someone there who will be more compatible and more confident and uh more of the person you're supposed to spend your eternity with um so i think that's that's kind of my advice is to have courage to keep pursuing um the dating realm of even though it's scary and sometimes intimidating um yeah keep keep going to um have confidence have the courage to uh yeah just date and find finding your eternal companion, so.
1: I think I would just say be so authentic and have so much fun and just enjoy every day. Like there there are seasons of singleness and there'll be se- like seasons where you're dating a lot and eventually you'll be married. And I think just have fun. Like we men are to have joy. And I think if you can figure out how to do that while you're dating, it will be so much more fulfilling. Um, and I think that just starts, like Brock said, with confidence. If someone doesn't want to date you, they don't know you, or what they know of you, they don't like, and you don't want to spend the rest of your life or the rest of eternity with someone that doesn't like all of you. Um, so come to love yourself and then just have so much fun.
2: Communicate, communicate, communicate. In every aspect of your relationship, be honest and truthful and just express how you're feeling. That'll get you what you want in the end. Um, and then along with that too, just going back to the expectations and stuff, um, Just be in the moment, be present, don't think, like Sister Berg said, oh, I don't like this, so I'm not gonna go on a second date. Just see how it goes, and if you like it, go on a second and then a third. Hayden, I bet, loves that I always bring this up, but I always use our relationship as an example. When he asked me out on our first date, I never thought that I was actually gonna date him. I just thought he was a nice guy, so why not? Let's go on a date. I had a really good time, so we went on a second, and a third, and a fifteenth, and now a year later, we're still dating and if you would have gone back a year ago and told me that i'd be dating him now i would have never believed you but it's just because you live in the moment and i enjoyed it and i just continue to enjoy being with him
3: thank you (laughs) Um, um i would say my advice is part expectations understand realistic expectations um and also patience um when i talk about expectations I made goals on my mission that when I got home, within five years of being home, I'd be married and have three kids. I will be home for almost four years now and I'm still not married. So unrealistic expectations for, for myself in, in what what dating was like for me and what what was going on. And so understanding that for me took some time. But once I did, like it, it really made da- dating a lot more enjoyable because I was like Andrew was talking about in the moment, in the present. and not worrying about the future. And then patience is on that same line. I went on a lot of dates. My mom called me the one date wonder because I would go on one date and I'd be like, nah, I don't like this girl. And it continued like that for the three-ish years that I was home from my mission until I met Andra. And having that patience to understand, it's like, okay, I can go on another date and it's, it's fine. Or, you know, just understanding that eventually it comes that it's not something to beat yourself up over, that there is somebody out there. And if you're willing to take the time and the effort to make it work, you can. And it's it's there and available for you.
0: All good advice. You guys are so great. Um, I think also just keep in mind the great plan. We came here to find someone, to create a family so that our brothers and sisters can come. Those spirits can come down here and get a body and have the same experience we're having. And when that is our perspective, um, you know, the Lord's a part of it. You know, he has great plans for each one of you, and he has a desire for everyone to be happy. But he also wants us to love each other, truly. And as we look to dating as an opportunity to get to know each other and who we really are, and someday when these mortal costumes come off and we find out who we really are, we'll be like, oh my goodness! (laughs) That was you the whole time! So we just don't know how much goodness hides between everyone you associate with, so enjoy it. Enjoy getting to know people, enjoy the time that you have. And when it is right, you'll know it's right. It, it just takes that third, fifth, tenth date before you're like, I never want to stop dating. And you will find that with the one person, and you'll know. You'll know. But you have to date to find them. You can't wait for something to happen. You've got to make it happen. Uh, the Lord loves effort, even in dating. <laughs>
4: That's so true.
0: Thank you for being here today.